Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how a runner can get from wearing conventional running shoes with custom orthotic inserts to running without orthotics in minimalist running shoes. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Whenever you run with custom orthotics, you get external support that stabilizes and supports your foot. If you run in conventional running shoes that have some additional support, you are theoretically even better protected from the forces of running, at least from a biomechanical standpoint. Now, the polar opposite of that biomechanical spectrum is running in minimalist running shoes, which have little to no structural support. Theoretically, if you've been running for a long time with custom orthotic support, your feet may become accustomed to or, in some sense, even dependent upon that external stability and support. Some runners become concerned that if they run in custom orthotic inserts, they may become weaker and unable to run without the custom orthotics working as a sort of a crutch. I recently received an email from a runner who used to have some Achilles tendon problems and some other feet issues, and he was reaching out for a consultation because he really wanted to know how he could make the transition from normal running shoes with custom orthotic support to the point where he could run in minimalist running shoes without custom orthotics supporting his feet. Well, here's his question. I've been wearing custom orthotics for 25 years and mostly podiatrist-made hard inserts that have been heavy but fine. Now, six months ago, I switched to lighter uh, types of hard orthotics, and my trainer likes zero-drop shoes such as Merrill Trail Gloves, and I've been on a no-orthotic shoe sort of basics with Asics running shoes and now the Merrill zero-degree drop shoes. My question is, do orthotics provide relief of symptoms only? Does taking out the orthotic and trying the zero drop actually build up the 50 muscles in my feet? And I think my feet may have contributed to some knee and hamstring and perineal tendon pain. And I want to strengthen my feet, not just to absorb shock. And I'm wondering if the two extremes, like zero drop to Hoka type shoes, is where I should focus. Or should I continue with the orthotics or go minimalist completely without any support or something in between? All right, now this is a great question. The short answer is custom orthotics should actually do more than just relieve symptoms. When podiatrists talk about custom orthotic therapy, we are actually hoping to achieve some kind of structural realignment and address some sort of underlying biomechanical derangement, not just reducing symptoms. This is about actual treatment. Now, obviously, if a podiatrist prescribes orthotic therapy for you, we actually think of it as a therapy. It's not something that just makes you feel better. So we have to assume you have some kind of medical need for custom orthotic support. And the base underlying assumption there is that you will get worse without them. But that's not always true. It is reasonable to be concerned that using custom orthotics will actually hold you in a stable, corrected position, reduce the amount of muscular activity in your feet because you don't have to stabilize your foot as much since the custom orthotics are holding you in that corrected position and hence you could have some weakness or 
underlying atrophy of those tissues like the muscles and tendons that hold you up and support your foot. The flip side of that and the concern many podiatrists would express is that there's some possibility that a rapid switch to minimalist footwear from the amount of support you have had from the custom orthotics and conventional running shoes could lead to a return of your prior symptoms or even some kind of ligamentous sprain since the muscles could be weaker after a period of so much support. If the muscles are weaker, theoretically the ligaments have to work harder to hold your foot in this corrected position. This is why most podiatrists, I think, would likely believe that when you have custom orthotic therapy, it's really a lifelong therapy. It's not something you just sort of do for a period of time and then give up in many cases. And and all these concerns are valid, but I'm a runner and I have a very practical podiatric medical approach. I think if you make a transition sensibly in terms of attempting to strengthen your feet, it would be safest to go gradual in the transition. Now, even to this day, I run in four different types of shoes. I use a standard neutral cushioning with a 12 millimeter drop running shoe for extremely long road runs like, you know, 18 miles or more. I use Newtons for speed work on the track when I do mile repeats. I run in low drop minimalist shoes for tempo runs and races up to 26.2 miles in Ironman races. And I run in Hoka's for a variety of mid distance and longish runs. I don't use orthotics in any of them. So my suggestion based on what was described here is to initially actually alternate between three different setups. The first is that for some activities, I would use your longtime orthotic with normal running shoes. The second thing is that I would on some occasions try to use lower drop shoes also with a custom orthotics. And then on other occasions, I would try to use more normal conventional running shoes without the orthotics. So what that does is it basically breaks up your activity into a sort of cross training scenario where you have some days where you have the full amount of support that you're used to, the full amount of stability, cushioning and support, everything else that you're normally used to. So on those days, you basically have zero risk. And then when you switch to where you have some lower drop shoes with the custom orthotics, in that case, you're basically adding a little bit of stress to the Achilles tendon. And given that this is somebody who previously had some problems with the Achilles tendon, it reduces some of that risk specifically because you're really only applying risk in terms of the tension on the Achilles tendon because of the lower drop. And it doesn't really give you the whole range of risk. And then on those other occasions, the sort of third scenario here, where you use more conventional running shoes without the orthotics, then you have the heel height of a normal conventional running shoe, which will decrease some of the tension on the Achilles tendon, protect the Achilles tendon, but then it stresses the other structures. So if you mix it up with these three routines and you do that for a period of a few weeks, you could see if you start to develop any discomfort before you start to remove the custom orthotics entirely from your routine. And then gradually, of course, if all goes well, you could then move to a more minimalist setup. But this routine, I think, gives you a way to sort of gradually um, mix up the variables, which are the amount of support you're getting from the orthotics, the decrease in heel height, and they all add different risks. So with those three scenarios, you're basically altering the risk and I think reducing your risk and giving you a way to really kind of keep up your activity while gradually assessing whether or not that's going to be a good idea. 
But as always, talk to an expert, talk to somebody that specializes in running injuries, make sure that what you're doing is sensible, and then monitor closely to see if you develop any discomfort, any pain, anything like that. So if you haven't got it, if you've got the pain journal and you print that out and you're monitoring for any discomfort, you can note that in your pain journal, and then you can use that information to assess whether or not what you're doing is actually reasonable. So if you don't have the pain journal, go get it. It's on the website, on the show notes page for this episode. You can download it. It's free. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.